All right, Clemson and Wake Forest may just decide who's going to take over the Atlantic Division lead after this week. Also, Duke, Kansas. Let me tell you why. One team is going to be no longer undefeated, and I think it's going to be the Jayhawks, but Jersey Drake might have a different opinion. Let's talk about Freestyle Friday, best bets in week four. You are Locked On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to today's edition of Locked on ACC. I'm your host, Candace Cooper. Thanks so much for joining me today. We got Drizzy Drake in the building. He's going to talk to us about the best bets of week four, the best games that are happening in week four. We know there's a lot of good things going around the ACC, so we've got the expert in here from the Locked on Seminoles podcast to talk about it. Drizzy Drake, how are we feeling? How are we feeling? We're, we're live right now, but for those who watch on Friday, you're going to get the run back, so appreciate this. Thank you for having Thank you for being here. Oh, thanks for having me. You know I love a Freestyle Friday. You know I love coming and putting the best bets. Last week wasn't our best week gambling. We went four and five, but that's why they call it gambling. That's why they don't call it winning. So let's go back on the horse and make some damn money today, folks. <laughs> you know, sometimes you can't always you can't always be great because nah. there will be no everyone would be rich, right? You that, need adversity sometimes too, man. You need yes. you need cultivate some adversity a little bit. Sometimes. You need a little humility that'll keep you grounded, right? You know, we have we've had a lot of humility going on this week in the sports news. Like some people just need to get humbled. Some people just need the things to come to. Like, it's just a lot going on. <laughs> All I'm saying is, as a female, don't fumble your bag. Fellas, if you feel like you're going to fumble your bag, knee along, please, just don't. Just don't. If you have a knee along-esque in your life, don't fumble that bag. Don't bet. Don't put all your money in a different pot. Just stay at home, you know? You pick up one of them down, Jersey Jerry. I feel like I just speaking to my fiance, Jessica. Jessica, I love you. I can't <laughs> wait for you to come back. I know you're having a great bachelorette weekend over in Palm Springs. Have a great time. And uh, Shawnee, congratulations again. Come on, Palm Springs, period, poo. She over here living her best life. That is mm -hmm. very city girl of her. Palm Springs sounds amazing. Well, at the time of this taping, we are, of course, in Thursday night. So the West Virginia, Virginia Tech game is going to be going on. We'll pop in maybe the, the few, like, score updates or whatever, what have you, because why not? It's a live show. And then we have the rest of the games to go over. But as it stands, Thursday night lights. We love a good Thursday night game, especially here in the ACC. Virginia Tech is at home. They do best when they are at home. And Brent Pry and company are on slight roll. We were panicked a little bit at the start of the season at 0-1, but they've gotten things together. Are they going to be this West Virginia team? Yeah, because West Virginia is really, really bad at football. And I know they I basically it's more it's so it's more the fact that like this is an at home game for Virginia Tech at Lane Stadium at night on a Thursday in the middle of the week. And then West Virginia to me is a team that right now they're the Big 12's version of Louisville, primarily meaning that Scott Southfield or for West Virginia, Neil Brown is on the hot seat. And it's a team that probably they should have been pit. And they've kind of have been the same team since, and they kind of are slowly becoming the worst team in the Big 12 outside of, outside of maybe Iowa State. And this Virginia Tech team, like you're saying, Brent Price starting to get things together. Uh, Chris Marvin, the defensive coordinator there, Formula Florida State's kind of like getting the defense hold together as well. So to me, Grant Wells isn't great, but I don't think he needs to be great to at least beat this West Virginia team. Sometimes you just got to know how to be a good manager. You don't have to be a stud. You just have to know not to jack it up. 
And at the end of the day, if you could be a quarterback that doesn't jack it up for your team, you're going to be able to figure out how to throw the ball. You're going to have some good receivers. If your O-line can figure out, just have to give you a little more time because they know you're going to need a little bit extra, I think he'll be fine. I think that defense is going to step up in big ways tonight, and West Virginia is going to have a long night. I completely agree with that. That's why I have Virginia Tech at plus two if you're listening to this live. And I'll take the under 49 and a half because I don't trust West Virginia's quarterback to do anything. I know JT Daniels, he's, but outside of the news, one receivers, he hasn't been somewhat of anything really this entire year. Now, JT put on the show for the backyard brawl. I ain't going to hold you. He but that was what? They, <laughs> what have you done? What was the Mike Leach meme? That was last week? That was last effing week? Come on now. What have you done for me lately? Shout out to uh, Janet Jackson. Okay. Friday matchup. You know, we love a little Friday Night Lights. We've got Virginia and Syracuse of Virginia team that is feeling like, Lord, if we could just find some offense and just maintain a defense. We don't need a good defense. We don't even need a, I don't even know, stat mediocre defense. We just need a defense. You know what I'm saying? And then Syracuse who's saying, listen, guys, we're good. We're about to be 4 0. We're going to take down Virginia. We talked about on yesterday's show, potential trap game for Syracuse because eventually a, a good quarterback like Brendan Armstrong gets it. You know, he's going to have a good game. Tavion Thompson is not a scrub. So, like, one of these days, he's going to fire on all cylinders. But I don't even, I can't even sit here and say with confidence that Garrett Schrader is going to not do half his way with Virginia's defense. And that's crazy to me because we all know how I feel about Garrett. I know, like it's kind of similar the way that most people feel about Jordan Travis, where they didn't feel that like he was like, basically. No, 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 no. Jordan Travis for Heisman. Sorry. Like, no, I know, oh, I know. These, these knolls are listening. Sorry, Jordan Travis oh, for Heisman. I, oh, I know, I know, I know. Max and them are listening out there, so was they too. But <laughs> you know how I feel about Friday night games. Friday yes. night games weird me out. Friday night games are basically where weird stuff happens, either better or worse. Look at FSU Louisville last week, and basically we lost six of our starters. But to me, with Virginia, Brandon Armstrong is still the bottom five worst quarterback in the entire country when it comes to QBR. That is not a good sign for QB that I had as the second best quarterback in the entire conference heading into the year. Now, whether that's no one helping him around, whether it's offensive line or Tony Allen not being able to get a scheme around him, this offense is struggling. And Mm -hmm. this is a Syracuse team that I know they just went through a very emotional win against Purdue. Purdue isn't bad. Purdue has an NFL prospect in Aiden O'Connell going to the NFL next year. Purdue is a battle-tested defensive juggernaut, too. Mm-hmm. So to me, Syracuse, I was a little bit disagreeing with um, with AJ. I thought Syracuse probably should have been. Clemson's not the number one team in the ACC. I think you probably have to put Florida State and then Syracuse and then probably Clemson for that. But to Ooh, me, Syracuse okay. is playing. Is there? It's the, it's every year there's one team that's going to win 10 games out of nowhere that we didn't see a lot. Like last year was Wake Forest. Mm-hmm. This year, that team is Dino El Bambino over there in Syracuse, New York. And to me, Syracuse minus 10 is the obvious, is the obvious play here. Minus 10? You really think so? I will lay down 10 points with Dino. I've never thought I would say that ever in my life. I know, year. right? And that's crazy. I also think Sean Tucker had a bad game against Purdue, and he's about to step things up because a quarter, uh, running back like that doesn't have terrible games twice. That's just, that's just not how it no, works. No, no. And he'll tweet about it, too. Like, number 34, <laughs> you know, had a bad game. I, his Twitter is so funny. I love it. <laughs> you are the second person to say that here on this show. I also feel like Garrett Williams – for, uh, on the defensive side for Syracuse is straight up nasty. Has a dog in him. I don't think. I think he's going to give uh, Brandon Armstrong and company fits. So yeah, I'm just going to argue and say it's going to be Syracuse minus ten. I feel it. I feel it. I'm going for it. I like it. I like it. Now we move on to Saturday. Let's start with the first matchup before we go into break here. Clemson and Wake Forest. 
arguably the best game in the Atlantic Division right now because these are the top of the top, minus Florida State, NC State, we can say, who are going to give you fits if you don't have close to undefeated or minus a lost season. Like, this is the one where you circle the calendar. You got to win. You have to. You do. And then, you know, Wake Forest played out, played out of this game? NC State? Florida State. They play Florida State. Okay. They have a really kind of tough schedule going on with this right now. And then also, Clemson is 13-0 and in their past 13 appearances against Wake Forest. And then, do you remember the score of the game last year? Kansas was, uh, but they were in Death Valley. In their defense. But is it much of a home field advantage when you go over to Snuggy Hill? You know what? You know about to start that. We're, I think that way for I know Cam is listening too. So, you know, I know <laughs> I, I can see you, Cam. <laughs> they bring they bring the people out. You know what I'm saying? They, they bring the squad out. So it's, it's possible for Wake Forest to bring out a large crowd, one. Mm-hmm. Two, it's also possible for Sam Hartman to have a really good game and outperform DJ. Now, when it comes to defense... We you don't have the same Wake Forest defense as last year. You don't, so it could be closer than we're thinking. No, okay. You're I think it's no. more that no, I'm giving you a no because I think Clemson <laughs> might because to me, <laughs> Clemson has beaten Wake Forest by double digits. I think in I think in the past what ten years of this matchup, regardless of where they're at, Dabo's undefeated against Wake Forest. So when you're giving me a, only a touchdown difference, I think the line right now currently is seven and a half. Upset, upset. Don't you feel it? Don't you feel it? No. Nope. <laughs> Did you watch the Liberty Wake Forest game last week? <laughs> they, every te- every good team needs a slight punch in the mouth, but every great team knows how to overcome said punch. And they did. They figured it out. You know what I'm saying? Like, at the end of the day, they, they got the W. All right. You know what, Kansas? You get you give your pick for this game. I'm going to follow, follow your lead, and you give them the pick for this game. Are, are you bringing Wake Forest plus seven and a half, or what are we doing? Def- I was just about to say, I'm definitely taking Wake Forest plus seven. I think okay. that it's going to come down to a field goal. And unfortunately, it's going to go in Clemson's favor. But I really feel like Wake Forest is going to have a better showing than we think. I would love to see an upset, though. Like, I am a deep grad myself. I would love to see an upset. However, that defense is playing for something different right now. And I think Clemson, that defense, Clemson's defense is playing for something different right now. And they're probably on, like, strict tunnel vision, zero dark 30, just straight focus, trying to get back to national championship status. And Wake Forest is just in their way. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think yeah. I think that defensive line is going to actually probably feast this game. And I I think Brian Brzee's coming back this weekend too as well. That's going to be a mean defensive line coming out Sam Hartman. This is going to be one of the rare games where you the better quarterback is going to lose. I do think Sam Hartman is a better QB than DJ. And because also DJ doesn't have the best weapons around him. Will Shipley looks good. Mm-hmm. But also, if you're only giving me seven and a half points, I'm going to take Clemson over Wake Forest, especially because yeah. that defense is going to be tough. Yeah, and like from an offensive line standpoint, Zach Tom out of Wake Forest is not walking through that door. So they're no. going to have to step up in big ways if they want to even compete with that defense. But, you know, cra- crazier things have happened. I think it ultimately is going to be a closer game than we imagined. Now let's talk about some other Saturday matchups here. But first, this episode is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to spice up college football this season. You have in my pickup for this weekend, I would like quarterback Drake May higher than 254 and a half passing yards against Notre Dame. Lord Jesus, if he could just hush and hush and deliver. You know, I would like Notre Dame starter Drew Pine lower than 217 and a half. And I like Louisville quarterback Malik Cunningham over 95 and a half rushing yards against USF, which is not impossible, but you know, we never know what we're gonna get from that Louisville team. Sign up with promo code locked on. That's one word, and underdog will double your deposit up to one hundred dollars. Deposit up to a hundred dollars, get a hundred dollars for free. Go to underdogfantasy.com 
or find the Underdog Fantasy app in the App Store or Google Play Store. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code locked on. Get in on college football pick'em action today. I know if you guys were listening to this show yesterday, you heard me talk about Drake May, and I didn't get to reemphasize the fact that if you're going to talk trash, do not apologize. Unless it's like something like insane, double down. Say what you said, stand on what you said, and just let it be. At the end of the day, I believe it. I didn't need an apology from him, but that's because I'm a local girl and I understand what he was trying to say. I understand he was trying not to be a distraction, but I don't see no Florida State kid talking about Miami and being like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I don't want to be a distraction. Stand on it. Stand on your ish. Just back it up. Just back, back it up. up. I, I, re- I really don't. I, I, I love trash talk. So, you know what? I that, live for the trash game. talk. Yes. Yeah. 100%. Another next new game we want to talk about, moving over to the coastal side of things, Rhode Island and Pitt. Pitt coming off a good win. Nate Yarnell leading the squad, feeling good about it. Don't know who our quarterback's going to be. Can it be Nick Patty? Will it be Keenan Slovis? Will it be Nate Yarnell? We don't know. However, we do know Pitt needs to keep the ball rolling, and I think they'll do that with Rhode Island. Yeah, I don't think we need to spend that much time on this game. And, folks, <laughs> the moment you see this line pop, because it's going to be one of those games where I think Pitt's probably going to be favored by 24 points, just roll with Pitt with this one. And I think this is a game where – you roll with Nick Darnell. You let you let Keen's love with Nick Patty get a little more healthier. I wouldn't even even toy with sorry him in this game. That's that's very true. All right, the game of the week that we've all been worried about talking about, wanting to get together, Duke and Kansas. And we're not talking about basketball, people. We're talking about football. Two three and O teams facing off in a twelve noon game at Kansas. Rock chalk J was it Jayhawk? One of them. Okay. Rock chalk Jayhawk. I don't ever cheer for Duke like that. First of all, I have a bitterness against Kansas because the way they beat Carolina every single time when it matters really bothers me. But other than that, doesn't that happen this year in basketball too? You know what? I don't need that. We didn't need, we didn't need that extra little bit. Thank you so much. Where was your team? <laughs> not, in, not in the championship. Period. All not, I'm not, saying not, not is, not either. <laughs> <laughs> you know, small, minor details. We love Leonard Hamilton though. But I do exactly. think that Duke is definitely the team that's going to go in in a hostile environment and figure out how to be four zero. All I, I never knew Kansas was going to do this, where they were going to make it easy for me. But my whole talking junk has started with Duke is going to start the season four and That's what that's what my whole spiel. Don't let me down because I hate having to believe in y'all and I hate hyping y'all the way I do. But I'm gonna keep going so long as you give me what I need, and that's a win. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so for those of you that don't know, Kansas and I, and also Candace and um, uh, Kansas have a bet. Have a bet right now mm-hmm. where Kenton and I believe that Duke was not going to win six games. They're already halfway there, so I'm already kind of a. Uh, Are you shaking in your boots? You shaking in your boots? Not shaking, but I'm sweating okay. a little bit. I'm sweating. I'll, I'll say I'll sweat a little bit. I'll sweat a little bit. <laughs> this will be Duke's first loss, and mm-hmm. this is a Kansas team that wow. is right now averaging the most points of any team in the, in the country in the Big Twelve. Now I know the Big Twelve defense is optional, but they beat a Houston team that was ranked, and they also beat the crap out of a West Virginia team. That we're starting season not good, but you still score 55 points against them. There's no no hope with that. And also, Kansas in their last six games against the spread is six and zero. Also, they are four four and zero against the spread when they score at least 40 points. To me, this is a game where Duke right now is what Kansas was last year. You bring in a new head coach to kind of change the culture after basically after basically having a coach that kind of gave up. Kansas had that last year where quiet, Lance Ly- quiet, quiet quitting, quiet quitting, quiet quitting. That's where we put it. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. Kansas last year had Lance Leipold come on in after the Les miles debacle this year for camp for Duke. They had, um, that 
what's his name? Coach Mike, Cutcliffe. Yes, yes, Coach Cutcliffe, yeah. Get fired, and Mike Cutcliffe's coming in now. That now Coach, have, Coach Cutcliffe didn't get fired. He decided that it was his time. Sorry, okay. sorry. Because that's, that's, that's my guy. You know what I'm saying? Sorry, he uh, he went on his he went on, on his own accord. I'll, I'll put it that way. <laughs> but to me, this is a team where Kansas. That's a very dynamic and fun offense to watch. To me, Mike Elko though has a very very strong defensive scheme for probably for this game. Talk about now, it. Kansas will win this game, but the line being at seven and a half. I thought you were gonna like talk yourself into being on my side, but it's okay. Go ahead. Nah, I'm taking Duke to cover the game because okay. I do think that either Kansas wins by ten or they win by seven. And as kind of an ACC homer, I will take Duke plus seven and a half because I do like Ryan Leonard. The only thing is that Jalen Daniels, the QB for, for Kansas right now, kind of scares me. And that offensive line for Kansas might be one of the tops in the country. So to me, Duke's going to cover, but Kansas will win the game. See, this could be a game where Kansas catches Duke or Duke catches Kansas slipping because you're like, oh, it's Duke. Like, yeah, they're a 3-0, but it's like a false fool's gold 3-0. They've only beaten t They've only beaten Northwestern. They've only beaten, you know, who was the first school? What was the other school that they beat? The, Scott, the school of fire, Scott Frost, uh, Nebraska. Yes, yes, yes. But what, who Duke has beaten Northwestern. They've mm-hmm. beaten a and And who else did they beat? You know Nebraska. what I'm talking about. Nebraska. No, Duke did not play Oh, Nebraska. not Duke. Sorry, no, no, sorry, sorry. No, Duke beat um, uh... – <laughs> That's oh my god, that's team. gonna bother me because it I'll wasn't a great up. school. Who did they? Be? They beat Temple. That's what it was. Temple. Okay, Temple. Temple's yes. Not okay, yeah. that was that was going that was going to mess with my spirit. Now they've beaten mediocre teams, but Kansas is probably thinking, yeah, they haven't beat anybody good. ACC is not great. They're the worst of the ACC. Blah 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 blah. They're bombing the coastal. Yeah 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 yeah. Okay, I'm trying to tell y'all this is not the same Duke team. I'm trying to tell y'all Jalen Simpson is about that life. I'm trying to tell y'all Shaka Hayward and Dwayne Carter, like I've been hyping up all freaking season about that life so go ahead sleep on them if you want to when we come back for no i really want y'all i want to put honestly put a down payment on the bed because you need to just go ahead and put 75 because you know you're gonna get that other 75 because they're gonna figure out two more they can beat georgia tech and they go they might beat carolina while we're playing listen okay. the only see oh, okay I, those oh, are okay. those honestly those to me are more i guess likely to happen than against kansas because like you're saying how like Kansas will look past them i don't this is a head coach that god is you know Teeth, you know, we guys experience coaching University of Wisconsin at Whitewater for like 20 years. This is someone yeah. that does not look past. It's like that's kind of like not in its coaching mentality. So to me, this is a tougher game for that. But yeah, Virginia, Duke, Duke, Duke has Virginia. Uh huh. Duke that's has a win. Georgia Tech. That's a win. Virginia Tech. Closer. Closer. Boston College. Yeah, we're gonna have to pay you out because Boston College. Run it. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> we'll revisit that when we get there. But as okay. of right now, you haven't won. Game at a time. I hear you. I hear you. Game at a time because you never. Yeah. Crazier things have happened. People go down. One percent better every single day. Climb. Hashtag Mike Norvell. You know how it was. Come on now. <laughs> we love our boy Mike's. I'm glad y'all have a bye week because y'all gonna need it to rest up. Anyway, South Florida and Louisville. Let's get to the money. Louisville needs a home game to get themselves back up. This South Florida team is going to give them their confidence boots. Correct? Jersey Drake, minus 14 and a half. I'm saying. Louisville could – 14 and a half is, is pretty dicey. It's, a, it's, a, it's pretty dicey. The only thing is that, like, I think a lot of people are taking money on USF because of how they play against Florida. The only mm. thing is Florida's bad. Florida is probably the worst offense in the entire state of Florida, and I'm including FAU in that entire conversation. What about FIU? FIU got basketball. No, FIU's, FIU's, FIU's bad. Like, I'm, I'm a Florida <laughs> hater, but I'm not going to go that far. But you know Florida hasn't, Florida hasn't thrown a touchdown pass yet. 
So what have they been doing? Just running backs? Just running, just just, run, just mainly running. running. Which they have great we have they have great running backs, but overall, like that offense doesn't look good at all whatsoever after the first game was against Utah. So to me, USF is I think top I think the number forty five in the nation with rushing efficiency, which Louisville is not great at defending. Sure. But I definitely think that this is a game where Louisville will be, will probably be able to kind of pick themselves up after the game against FSU week four because they had the game in the bag and then I don't know what the hell happened with them. Like I heard, yeah. a, I heard, I heard a Louisville podcast actually the week of that game. Like, oh, FSU's so undisciplined. We had five penalties. They had 11. And four yeah. of them came in the fourth quarter. So, uh, I was going to say, that's, that's, not, that's not what I would give them to Mike Norville when it comes to the penalties. No. They're, this is the year where I feel like they've been most disciplined, if anything, to be honest. But yeah. that shout out to that. Middle Tennessee State and Miami. It'll be at Miami. We'll bring the whole city out. You know what I'm talking about? 305. Okay. No. Okay. Okay. Minus 25 and a half. Take Middle Tennessee State plus 25. Take the under. <laughs> Actually, also as well, I believe the under I have it on here is 53 and a half. Mainly, I'm saying that, Cance. What was the one thing we told Miami not to do last week? Um, Don't get hurt. Don't lose your receivers. What was it? I don't know. Don't embarrass us in front of the hoes. And that's exactly <laughs> what they did against Texas A&M. You are they went for five right. field goals. You're five. Right. They missed two. Listen, if you're going to be a Bear, be a Grizzly. If you want to play an SEC team, you got you to gotta score. You got to score touchdowns, period. No, and like, listen, like, I know the wide receivers weren't that great. I know Xavier Restrepo, I don't believe he didn't play that game because I think he's, he's out indefinitely with a foot injury. Mm-hmm. But Tyler Van Dyke, my guy, like, we we were ones that were basically saying, okay, we apologize. You played great last year. We haven't seen the efficiency from you this year. The defense also, like, Texas A&M's offense isn't that great, but they gave, kept you in the game. And then Cristobal, this is the one thing that basically everyone's been saying about you since Oregon that you don't know how to coach in big game situations. Why in the world are you kicking field goals when you're only down by nine points? Like, come on now. Like, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's it's a growth moment. Like I was telling Alex, I think at the end of the day, some people realize and recognize that, hey, you are a first-year coach. You got a lot to learn. There's a learning curve with being head coach and making some head honcho decisions, and you live with the good ones, and you have to live with the bad ones. That's true, but the problem is also with that. He's been a head coach of a Power 5 program for what now? Like seven years? He was over at Oregon. But at Miami, is different energy, right? No? Okay. Oh, yeah. I mean, yes, it is. But <laughs> you also different thought... Different set of expectations, because I'm sure they were in his ass after that game. Oh, 100%. You should have seen my timeline. You should... <laughs> My cu- my cousin, and also I was watching the, I was watching the game with a few friends of mine, too, who are big Miami fans. Just like, I have never heard so much anger at another Hispanic during Hispanic hair in my life. <laughs> Were they cussing him out in Spain? Is trying to be at least like cordial about it so that everyone didn't know what they were saying, but they were just ripping. It was a lot of bro, like, like, bro, like, it was just bad. It was bad, but yeah, no, like, like, truth be told, Mills, Tennessee State plus 25, that's a lot of points. I'm not trusting this Miami team offensively at all, period, as of yet. Take the under, though, because I think the defense is definitely. Miami's defense actually is pretty damn good. So Yeah, yeah, 100% agree. All right, another game that should be circuit on calendars if you're looking for high-flying brands would be Notre Dame and North Carolina that face off at 3.30 on ABC. Carolina's currently minus one and a half, which is, listen, you are crazy fools if you don't take the plus one and a half for Notre Dame. I want you to tell me why I should not take the minus one and a half for UNC. Have you looked at North Carolina's defense this season? More than that, historically, after a bye week, they are infamous for struggling because it's really? like, okay, yeah, they don't come out and 
you know, are high flying. We're like back to normal, back on the bike. Like they've done this before. They always struggle and stutter step. And what a worse team to stutter step against because this team is not good right now. Notre Dame is not good. And if you can't figure out how to put four quarters, I just need four good quarters. I don't need four great quarters, four solid quarters from the defense. I would feel okay with a loss. Have you seen Notre Dame's offense, though? <laughs> Have you seen their offensive line? This Carolina team made Ian Book look like he was a first-round draft pick. Ian Book like, was a pretty good QB, if we're being if we're keeping it transparent here. Bruh. For call for callers and for callers, he was a pretty decent QB. Not better than Sam Howell, college-wise, collegiately. I, I'd say they're interchangeable, but I'll I'll, I'll, I'll really? lean over that. Okay, well, you know, we can we can we can hate on Sam all day, but at the end of the day. I just need Carolina to give me four good quarters. They let people put up 40. App State, how are you listening? App State put up 40 in the fourth. App State beat Texas A&M. I mean, if you want to catch, if you want Miami to That's catch a stray, just say, just say that. As long as I'm on this show, they will forever be catching strays. <laughs> I'm from down here, too, so I really don't care. Because I know my, friend, my friends are always listening to the show, too, as well. But take the over 55 because, yeah, it's going to be a lot of offense. Who's playing game. defense? Who's playing defense? Nadia. Nobody. <laughs> Georgia Tech and UCF, Lord help us. Let's just pop a moment of silence for Georgia Tech. This might be Jeff Collins' last game. <laughs> yeah, this might uh, be Jeff Collins' last game. Yeah, Jeff Collins will be fired. You'll hear the Deion Sanders rumor of him going over to Georgia Tech, and then you'll hear Brian Harson gets fired after they Ooh. lose over to Missouri. So I you know, like hey. that. I like right? that. Yeah. Like, listen, Deion and ATL might be a real thing, might be the wave, and like, listen, now it's a town-rich area. But yeah, UCF is going to stop them. That's for you, Evis. I know you're listening. Congratulations on getting married. But yeah, UCF is going to beat them, cover, and take the over, whatever it is. I don't even have it up right now. So it's minus 20 and a half. Yeah. See, I, mean, I, th- I think the 40, I think the 42 and 0 loss was a fluke. Like I think Jeff Sims, again, has, excuse me, has the talent. Come on, y'all. He has the talent. He, he has does. Some weapons. But it's, I don't know if it's the play calling, the decision making. Sometimes it's his decision making that's crazy. They have a strong, solid, like good enough defense. They don't have, the, they don't have an incredible defense, but they have, like, they had a good out, you know, when they first started the season. Clemson was right there until it wasn't. Yeah, that's one of those, like that, but also that was the first game of the year. So it's kind of like you got to put that, that, take that a little bit with the, I mean, listen, the O and opening weekend is for overreaction. So it's like one of those things where it's like you got to take it with a grain of salt. Okay. And then UCF, I mean, I think they now understand with their QB, John Rice Plumley, he's not a good passer. That uh, you basically want to run the ball with him a lot. That's and fair. with Jeff Sims, you're right. He's a very talented case. Very he's actually probably when you scheme around him, he can actually be serviceable. Yeah. The problem is the play calling isn't good. The offensive line isn't good. And the leadership losing, isn't good. We could just go down the list. Yeah. Like listen, like Jeff Collins, I'm like, I have a ticket right now that he's the first ACC coach to be fired. I put money on that actually before he's even started. I would not be surprised if he doesn't make it till the end of October. And this might be the game where if Gus Malzahn beats him bad enough in year number two, sayonara. Gotta go. All right, UConn and NC State. We don't have to spend long on this. <laughs> NC State is minus 38 and a half. It's my Lord. Like, I don't know. I, I just don't like doing that much because I don't think it's going to be an obliteration. But do you think UConn is really that bad? I mean, they scored, what, 20? No, they scored, like, I think 14 points or 17 points against Syracuse. And I think NC State has a better defense. That's fair. This is one of those games slightly, where, like, slightly. It, yeah, it's yeah. also at, it's at home, though. It's at night. Like, maybe they might, honestly, UConn might not score anything in the first half. And then <laughs> um, the NC State might be up, like, 28-0, 30-31-0. And then you're like, 
pull everybody else out. So I don't touch those either. I would take the over for nine and a half. I wouldn't be surprised if this is maybe like a 38 to 10, maybe even like a 42 to 10 type of game. So give me the over here at a four, nine and a half. Yeah, Demi Simula looks like he's going to run all over this defense. So I agree there. Final game, of course, is Boston College and Florida State. I thought y'all had a bye, but I guess I got that wrong. Maybe maybe because I'm thinking this is a bye because Boston College is just that bad. Yeah, they're the worst team in the conference. They're the yeah, top five worst team, top bottom five worst team in the power five, argue. I yeah, I'm about to say like there's there might not be worse teams in the I would I honestly Vanderbilt might beat this team. Vanderbilt's not bad. Oh, a hundred percent. I yeah. don't, I'm not sure right now if I have any confidence in Boston College, and I miss I was gung ho about Halfley, and this was going to be the year where shit changes. Excuse me, because Phil Dracovic was going to be good, and Say Flowers is going to be better. So I'm pissed. I mean, listen, I, I was standing for Phil Dracovic as a top five QB who was entering the year, and now he's a bottom five quarterback in the conference. Actually, more, he might be actually bottom four right now because that offensive line is doing him no favors. You lose you know all five starters. Sorry huh? to cut you off, Jersey Drake. You know what's crazy? What's up? All the quarterbacks that we have been like so high on going into the year, right? Phil Dracovic, Bren- Brennan Armstrong, DJ, and quiet as even Devin Leary, quiet as is kept. We've been talking about Karen Schrader. We've been talking about Drake May. We've been talking about Riley Leonard. Like, come on. <laughs> Jordan come Travis, on. too. Jordan Travis for Heisman, obviously. Like, let's keep it a book. It's insane. This is why you play the game, people. This is why you absolutely, all the preseason stuff, if any player is listening to this show, do not buy into preseason hype. You got to show and prove. As much as we think that you're going to be good based on last year's stats, last year's stats ain't this year's stats. You got to show it every single year. Correct. And unfortunately, Jordan Travis might not be starting this game, even though he does look, he has, actually has been at practice. I mean, he needs to sit his ass down. This is not, this is not the game. The, this is a game where I was like, listen, JT, we might have a bye next week because there is a hurricane coming to Tallahassee and the same time <laughs> against Wake. So we might actually, because we have a bye week after Clemson in between Clemson and GT. So mm-hmm. that game might actually get pushed back to then. So to me, actually, honestly, I would sit GT, uh, JT. Sit Robert Scott to our offensive lineman, who I actually don't think actually is going to be able to play. Mm-hmm. Same with Jared Verse. Baby and Lovett didn't play against Louisville. Same with Fabo. So to me, Tate Rodemaker, listen, you grew up before our eyes. I want to apologize because I have been saying that you are not a quality power five QB and you basically sh- just shredded Jarvis Shut Brown right in the yeah. Louisville defensive secondary. So to yeah. me, ha- let Tate Rodemaker play. Let AJW play. Take FSU minus 17 and a half. Take the under at 48 and a half because that offensive line against Boston College is about to get pieces on because those four walk-ons have no idea what's coming. Before I forget, though, Candace, since now you're talking about QBs, who are your top three quarterbacks in the conference now, actually, then? Drake May, Naughty Bar none, Sam Hartman, close second, and honestly, third, Devin Leary. Now, it's only because... He hasn't really played anybody where I'm like, okay, I, I know the I know the greatness is there. Show me. Once you fire on all cylinders, I feel like NC State's unstoppable. You're honestly in NC State's way, according to Kenton Gibbs. So I've locked on Wolfpack. But I would say Drake May is clearly the best. I would say Sam Hartman is very close second. And then definitely. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I would I would love to put Riley Leonard up there because he's he's a close, close, close Mr. Congeniality in number four spot. But you know, it's still Duke. Give me, show me you, show me you could beat a good team, and then I will really have you as a quarterback in the top three. Beat Kansas because that's beat. actually a good offensive team. Because uh, Garrett go. Schrader beat a good team in Purdue, so he did, he did. So I'm, I'm feeling good about. But no, Garrett Schrader is still not top five. Me, sorry. 
no, no. No love watching, for Jake, was, no, and no love for the Heisman frontrunner and JT. Come on now. You gotta stay healthy. Half of your half of the ability, your best ability is availability. To me, God. right? If you if you can't get on the field, what can you what can you do for me, Johnny? Can't well, do that. I mean, to be fair, I mean Sam missed his first game. Jordan only hasn't missed a game yet. It only missed a half. But when he came in, he was a, like we knew Sam was going to come in and take over. JT, I don't, I don't feel confident. Don't have me start talking junk about Sam. I already know. You already know. You already know. I'm, you know already on a, I'm already on a bad streak with them. Jordan Travis for Heisman. He will be a starting quarterback in the NFL one day. So you hear it all. You hear it all first. You can't escape your locked on ACC podcast. Jersey Drake, it's a pleasure to have you here on the show. Always. Can you please remind these folks of where they can find you? Follow your work and get some more money. You can follow me at Tally underscore underscore Drake, as you see below. You can follow my uh, co-host, Dave Wise, at FSU Knowles. The O is a zero and the S is a five because my man's a boomer. And as always, you can follow the compacts at Knowles Anonymous, basically where we engage with our fans, get things for episodes, and also message for our man to our mailbag Mondays. As always, we're fans first, people second, podcasters third. Unfortunately, guys, I've been out, out sick this week, actually, for the rest of the week, but we do have AJ Black coming out later today to basically do our Know Your Foe segment about Boston College. We'll be talking about how Ferdrakovic is... Maybe probably be running for his life this weekend against FSU. <laughs> Not running for his life, but it'll be a great show nonetheless. Can't wait to check it out, guys. We've had a great week of all of our hosts. If you have missed any episodes, you're doing yourself a disservice. Make sure you catch up and get ready. You've got weekly reads and rankings. You've got the Coastal GBU. You've got the Atlanta Division GBU. You've got the Trap Game Thursdays. All of this good stuff, plus your best bets to end the week. So make sure you guys check that out. For Candace Cooper and Drizzy Drake, have a great and safe weekend. Until next time.